everyone. Welcome back to the Grow Your Own Way podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Tessa. And today we're doing an episode on how to make friends in your 20s because this is a hot topic and it's also very difficult. Like it's hard navigating friendships and, you know, gaining more friendships in your 20s. So we're here to kind of help you. I think it's pretty difficult as a young adult, let alone a girl, to make more friendships, especially when you are in a new and unfamiliar environment, whether that is trying to find a new hobby or you've moved cities or something of that nature. It can be pretty challenging to find like-minded people, and I think I'm pretty biased when I say that I have like the best friends ever, and I just feel like everybody should be able to say that about their friends. And so hopefully we're able to kind of make you guys feel more supported and help you guys to feel comforted in knowing that you're not alone in these situations, but that it is possible to have an amazing circle around you. You just got to put yourself out there a little bit. I also think it's like a huge mindset thing, just having that confidence to know that you deserve friends and you are worthy of friends and we're going to help you out. So that's what this episode is. But first we're going to do a little housekeeping. Um, so I have not told Lily this yet because it literally just happened as I got home today. Um, and I'm going to give a backstory because Lily needs a backstory and so do you guys. So a year ago, my boyfriend went to this jewelry store and he bought me a promise ring. Um, and then I went back, I got it resized to my size because my boyfriend was like, I'm pretty positive she's this size. But they were like, well, we want to get her professionally sized. And I'm like, I've been wearing rings forever. Like I know my size, whatever. So I go back and it professionally sized and they're like, oh, like you could go a quarter up or a quarter down, whatever. I don't remember. But like, do you want it resized? I'm like, no, I like my size. It's perfect for, you know, did you know, okay, side note, that your hand, like, and when it gets cold, it shrinks, and then when it's hot, like, it gets, like, ugh, yeah, anyways, so, like, my ring gets stuck all the time when it's hot, but when it's cold, it slips off so easily. Also, at the end of the day, when you have, like, water weight in your fingers swell, your, if your rings are, like, just the right size, you can kind of notice that they'll get stuck a little bit more, too. Wow. It's just, like, your your body moving, you know. Yeah. So I I like the size I had, and I was like, I whatever. So then, um, go and get it resized, and actually, I don't need to get it resized. But then later on, I'm like, oh, my boyfriend tells me to go, put try some rings on. I'm like, okay. So I go and try some rings on. I go to this one store. It's the same one, and I'm like, oh, I'm you know, these are, this is what I like. I want to try these on. I just want to see what they look like on my finger. Um, and I was like really set on this one style of ring and it had to be custom made. So my boyfriend was like, Oh yeah, we're going to have to pause on that. Cause it's custom, which means can't do a payment plan. Also, my boyfriend's like, I'm not taking down a loan for your ring. I just want to buy it flat out. And I was like, okay. I was like, I can wait if it's the ring I want. And back when we got my promise ring, it was when we were living in our old apartment and I was like, okay, like just easy girl math. Like I remember when we moved into this apartment. So when I went in to get my ring cleaned one time, I didn't have the warranty on me. So I was like, oh, um, yeah, like my, you know, my boyfriend bought it. This is his 
I don't know. His name is Andrew Blank. And I was like, okay, cool. They look it up in the system. They can't find it. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And they're like, well, we do have an Andrew different last name um, in our system. And I was like, oh, no, that's not anywhere close to like his last name. Like, I don't know what happened, whatever. And so they're like, well, we'll clean it anyways. Like, we know it's ours. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I really like this brand specifically because they're local to where we live, where I grew up. And they're also, when I went in, they like treated me like family because me and my boyfriend went in again and we tried on rings together and I showed him, this is what I want. And um, they're like, yeah, you're a part of the family now. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like literally just because like, you know, my boyfriend bought a ring for me from this store. So keep in mind that his name in their system is Andrew with a different last name. And their address that they have for him is our old apartment back in another town that we no longer live in. I checked the mail tonight. There is a letter from this jewelry store. Yes. And it says Andrew with the correct last name. And it is our current address. Yeah. And so I get it out of the mail and I'm I'm not thinking of this. Like when I first pull up, I pull it out of the mail and it's literally just like, I know, I know, I know. Lily. So happy Stop. for you. Like, here's the thing. My Delulu. It's a letter and it's like, oh, our biggest sale of the year. Man, it's like, oh, you're invited. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, but I'm like, we never got that when we lived at our other apartment. How was the address updated? How? How is his last name correct? And I go, Andrew, I know your name in the system is not your first name, last name. And so I pull out his, he keeps the letter with the receipt, how he bought it. And on this business card, it says, Andrew, and it's still not the last name that was in their system. It's his last name with a D instead of his last name. And so I'm like, they changed this in the system. Like he was emailing with the brand about getting this custom ring but he's like oh we're gonna have to put it on hold but tell me am i fucking delusional no delusional. no oh my gosh i'm like ugly crying i'm no. not del- i'm not delusional no tess i don't I, think you're being delusional i think but i literally pulled out the cards in front of him and i go it says andrew blank which is not your last name on this card and it's in the same envelope from the date you bought it with the date you bought it and how much you bought it for. And now this one, and it has the old address on it. Literally, I read it out. I was like, blah, 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 the city, our old apartment. And I'm like, this one says your correct full name with our current address on it. Am I fucking insane? No. That's why I wanted your actual reaction. I'm crying. That's my reaction. No. I think I'm, I've said this to you before, but I genuinely feel like I'm going to cry more than you will when you get proposed I know. And I kept making jokes because I have a photo shoot tomorrow. I'm like, do I need to do my nails? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I'm doing them anyways. Doing them anyways, just in case. Oh. Do you feel it in your gut? I don't think it's happening tomorrow. Do you feel like it's happening soon? 
I asked him if it was going to happen before the end of the year, and he said, I don't know. That means it is. Oh. I'm so excited. I know. I'm scared. Anyways. So that was my first update. My second is that I got the Hydro Flask Stanley remake, and I got it in black, and I love her, and she's perfect, and she's my new favorite water bottle. Oh. I have a Stanley. And a Hydro. And an Awala. I got them all. Just not yet. more Stanleys on the way. I do have two more Stanleys on the way. I bought that little two-pack from Target that they had going on. Had some coupons. Very happy about that. I got the pink ones. Because all of my water bottles that I have are either blue or green. Except for my Stanley. My Stanley is like this tan, beige color. Like this tan color, yeah. And it actually matches my sweatshirt that I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing this Parks Project sweatshirt, and it matches it, like, perfectly, which is really funny. Um, But all my water bottles are blue or green. I did also just buy a new Hydro Flask one, too. When Tessa bought her Hydro Flask, like, Stanley style, I bought a little Hydro Flask mug that I can put, like, coffee in and, like, stuff of that nature, like coffee and tea or whatever. And it's this, like, sagey green color. Oh, it's so pretty. I love it. But everything I have is blue or green. I love those colors, you know? So I had to get something that fit my warm tone feels. I love my warm tones. I'm definitely a fall girly. I love my warm, rich tones. So I had to do it. So that's very exciting. Okay, let's get into this. So our first topic is basically the different types of friendships. So we're going to go over all of them. We have social, activity-based, internet, workplace, and your do-everything friends. And our first one is social friends. So your social friends are kind of the ones you're going to the bars with, you're going to the clubs with, you're getting food with them, and then you're leaving. You're just kind of sharing like the life updates that like, oh, you know, like me and Chad are doing great. And you're not going into any more depth, okay? They are the friends that you know if you tell them some drama, they're going to turn around and go tell their boyfriends, go tell all their other friends, tell them all your business. And you're like, um, yeah, not doing that. Like, these are your friends you just can't let go of. And they just turn into those social friends. Like, it's very superficial, unfortunately. But we all have them. How to make a superficial friend. It's so easy. They're literally your acquaintances, Okay. These are the people that, like, you were, like, super good friends with in high school, and now you're, like, eh. Or, like, in college, eh. You're just, eh. They're not hitting the spot like they used to, okay? These are the girls that are down to take 12 tequila shots, okay? And, surprisingly, they don't throw up after, okay? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with these girls, but, like, pop off, we love them. But how to make them? Literally just being acquaintances with people. So, like, say you have a best friend and they're like, oh, my gosh, you know these three? Yeah, we're going out. Do you want to come with? And then all of a sudden they're following you on Instagram at the end of the night. And now you have these group of girls you go out with all the time. And then they start bringing their friends and they start bringing their friends. I cannot tell you how many house parties I've been to. And I've gained random girly friends, little girly pops that I don't know. But I'm over here like, I'll follow your business page. I'll support your little small business. Um, but I've only met them once. And, you know, 
they support my Instagram stories. They like them. I'm like, yes, girl. I see you. You just got married. I met your boyfriend when you guys were dating. Can't believe, like, uh, yeah, thanks. I wasn't invited. I didn't expect to be. Like, these are your social friends, okay? So literally just go out with your little group of friends and have them invite three friends and then have them invite three friends and then have them invite three friends. And that's how you're going to do it. That's your social friends. Lily, do you have anything to add? Because I feel like you do. Social friends are the surface level friends, as Tessa said. But your social friends are not the friends that you tend to have a lot in common with. These are your friends that you have like like one solid thing that you do with them and literally nothing else. These are the friends that you occasionally like go grab a drink with. This is the friend that you occasionally like go wander around target with like you have very specific things that you do with your social friends and that is it and there is nothing other than than that whatsoever these are also tend to coincide with the friends that only reach out to you when they need something yep and that's why they become only a social friend Because they're not there for you when you need them. They're not there for you when you have something going on that you need support with. They only talk to you when they need something. Which is so funny to me because, like, I just have so many of these. And, like, the thing is, is I think my social friends, they're not really toxic. Like, if you're below my social friends, you're not my friend. (laughs) Um. I've had to cut people off because of, like, just their actions and all this stuff, and I'm just not here for it. So if you're even one of my social friends, like, that's a good thing. I'm like, oh, I'm commenting on your stuff. I'm liking your stuff. I'm like, oh, like, we're social friends. Um, Here for it. But there is this one thing about social friends, though, and social friends and social media. Social friends, social media. It's It's tied, okay? Let me tell you. I don't know why, but all my social friends have Snapchat Plus. And this is so funny to me. This is a side note. (laughs) Lily, I don't know if you want to keep this in, but it might be funny enough to keep in. All my social friends have Snapchat Plus. And I'm like, why are you spending $10 a month on this? (laughs) I just want to know. I just want to know so bad. But these social friends are the ones that, like, need to know who's in their business, like, who's rewatching their stories, all this stuff. What is this person doing 24-7? Um, and it's just like, whoa, this is why you're a social friend, because I can't handle you all the time. I wouldn't be able to handle you all the time. Like, I sit here and I'm like, you're a little too much. Let's dial it down. Maybe then you could be my, like, activity friend. But as of right now, you're my social friend. Um, so yeah, these are the people you just, you know, you're like, uh, once a month. Keep at an arm's length. Yes. Six feet apart. COVID, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. So just beware. Um, that's also a red flag to me. A big red flag. If I, oh, this, this too. I saw this on TikTok. This girl was saying, if I meet a girl for the first time and they're overly obsessed with me, like to the point where I'm like, okay, guys, I'm going to role play right now. Are you so excited? This is like a first time ever doing this on the podcast. I walk up to Lily. (laughs) I walk up to Lily and I'm like, 
Oh my gosh, you are just so pretty. Like I, you have the prettiest eyes. Like you just look so sweet. Like, oh my gosh, what's your name? I, I just, you're just so pretty. Like, who are you here with? Like, oh my gosh, like introduce me to your friends. Oh my gosh, what ring are you wearing? I'm obsessed with it. Like I've been looking at something so similar and I've been wanting to get one. Like, where'd you get it from? Is it on Amazon? Oh no, you wouldn't get anything from Amazon. Like you're just too pretty for that. Like overly, whoa, take a chill pill. What are you on? Cause I don't want that. Like I uh, feel ill just ick. with that reenactment. The ick. The ick. Yeah. The ick. And it's just like those girls, every time one of those girls have approached me, I'm like, you're a red flag. Not you're a, a red girl. flag. You're too obsessed with me. You're fronting too much. It's bad. It's bad news. It's bad news. And I'm not here for it. Or like like I said, the people that have Snapchat Plus, I've noticed. I'm like, why do you care who's watching your stuff all the time? It's always the social girls. Always the social girls. Why are you spending $10 a month on that? That's what it was when it first started. I don't know what it is now. But like, what? Are you serious yeah. right now? Let's I just be a girl's girl and just, you know, yes. be good to everyone. Literally. It's not that hard. Also, the people that pay for the check mark on Instagram, red flag. Red flag. Why are you paying for that? Embarrassing. You have 300 How followers. Much is that one? I don't know, but I love to know. Or like the Twitter Plus or whatever it is, or X Plus now because it's oh. X now. The Twitter premium that they have is wild. There's a lot of features in that, and I don't know what they are. I will not be paying for that. I don't pay for any premium service. Nope, none. Won't catch me doing it. But yeah, that's our social friends, okay? Little rant there. Little red flags there. Just keep you on your toes. So in addition, there are also activity-based friends. These are your friends that you either met or you've bonded over certain activities with. So you really like hiking. You have friends that also really love hiking. So these are your designated friends that you go on hiking trips with. You have friends that really love going out to brunch. These are your brunch friends. And to be fair, this can be easily confused with a social friend. Your activity-based friends definitely have a more deeper and intimate level of friendship than just a social-based friend. An activity-based friend is somebody that you do check in with an activity-based friend is somebody that when you're doing said activity you're talking about life with them you're able to talk to them more than just on their social media posts and when they have a birthday coming up you talk with them because you know that they're going through something and you can read them pretty well these are people that you are bonding with these are not necessarily, but they also can be people in your close circle, but they don't have to be. But these are people that you are growing closer with. And so these are not just social summer friends that you're having. These are people that you're bonded with. These are people that care about you. And these are people that you can trust with more information because they want the best for you. These are not just people that just want the best for you so they can benefit from it. I feel that I have friends that we have a lot of stuff in common, and so they also fall into the activity-based category, but these are also my do-everything-with-friends, so it kind of, a lot of these lines can be a little blurry, but you have to make this differ, like, you have to make the difference yourself, 
be able to differentiate it within yourself and understand like where people fall in line of. Um, but I think activity-based friends are really great to have. And it also helps you to branch out some because if you're interested in trying a new hobby or a new sport or just getting out there more, having friends who want to do those things and enjoy them, nothing is more encouraging than putting yourself in an environment with people who already know what they're doing or they're learning with you. And that's very, very comforting and really nice. Okay. My favorite way to make activity-based friends is going to set activity, which is like, if you're trying to find a hiking friend, that's kind of hard because it's like, oh, you're going to go on a hike alone and then just find a random girl on a trail and be like, where are you from? Do you want to hike with me next week? No, that's really unrealistic. And if you've done that before, kudos to you. You're living for it. But say you're like really into yoga. Are you going to yoga classes? If you are, like, take a look to your right. Is there a girl your age? Is she here constantly? Maybe you can be like, hey, girl, I like that you like yoga. You know, like, do you want to go grab a coffee sometime or like a protein shake afterwards? You know, it's that easy. I mean, it doesn't seem easy because, you know, highly anxious people were like, that's so scary. But I promise you, like, if you shoot your shot, the worst they can say is like, no. And like, okay, you just got like, what? Denied. (laughs) And just like, okay, like, get back up on your feet and do it again. Like, I get it. Denial and like being denied and all that stuff. It's embarrassing. It's hard. It sucks. But you're not going to make friends unless you put yourself out there. So go to that yoga class. Go to that Pilates class. Go to a open invite badminton club. Literally anything. Literally anything. And I promise you're going to make friends somehow. And that is how you're going to find your activity-based friends. Another way – Another way to find people that are interested in the same activity as you, Facebook groups. So there is this one thing I saw on TikTok. This popped up on my For You page, and it was like, Hot Girl Walks blank, the city name. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And it's this girl, and she hosts a Hot Girl Walk. Like, she'll post it on this Instagram page. Like, every Monday, 8 a.m., meeting here. We're walking two miles, and they go on a Hot Girl Walk. I think it's funny because Tessa sent me this video because it came up on her For You page and it's not a city that we live in, but it is a city with one of my newer friends that she lives in. Mm -hmm. And that was what was so funny. It was just like, oh, everything's kind of coming full circle. Yeah. And so it was kind of cute that that happened. I need to send that to her, by the way. You need to. But then yeah. she just like posts every week, like when it happens. And the same thing, I personally haven't met any friends through Facebook groups, but, um, you know, there's like, you know, Oregon hiking or like Washington kayaking, like literally just look up anything. And I promise you they have it. I used to be in a group called NorCal Minis and oh my gosh, I never went on joy rides with them. But, like, they had meetups all the time, and I was like, oh, I want to go, but my Mini Cooper needs to be cooler. But I sold that girl. She's gone. (laughs) So, yeah, Facebook groups is a good one. Um, Just keeping an eye out for stuff like that in your city. So I'm in hiking groups on Facebook. I'm also in a couple paddleboarding groups, too, which is really fun. 
it's off season, but when season comes back into full swing, I will be going. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Wanna go on to the next one? Or my turn. Oh. Okay. Swinging from in-person relationships, we're going to go to internet relationships. And I had so many internet friends when I was in like middle school and high school. So many. I was like, I wish I had my internet friends still. I mean, I kind of do keep in contact with like a few of them, but basically your internet friends are your internet friends. These are the people you have probably never met or you've met once or you maybe meet now once every couple years. Um, but these are people you strictly met online and they're the ones that, I don't know, maybe you're just keeping in contact with them daily. Cause I know people that do keep in contact with their internet friends daily. They're, it, it's literally just open to your interpretation. My internet friendship started on kick messenger back when I was in elementary school. Yes. Elementary school. I joined a kick group chat called, I think it was like teens or like teenagers and you could only have a max of 50 people in a group chat so like if you could get into it and you got kept in there like that's how you know you were liked and I got in with this other group of people and then we made our own little group chat and I still have some of them on like social media um like I could literally name them right now I had them on snapchat for years I still have uh, I don't think I have any of them on snapchat anymore but I have them on like instagram and stuff and some of their phone numbers, like I used to FaceTime these people all the time. Yes, I know. I'm, it's just, it, I mean, up until high school, I think. And that was the extent of my internet friendships. And I really loved them and they hold a special place in my heart. Um, cause I still obviously am in connections with them to this day. I don't talk to them like at all, but if they post something, I'm going to like it and comment and be like, miss you. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, internet relationships can be whatever you want them to be. Like I said, it's up for interpretation. I actually have an internet friend that turned into a real life friend, which is so fun. And her and I had met, oh my goodness, like four years ago. And we were just friends for months, just online. And we, were able like we talked all the time and that was so fun and we bonded really quickly we just had a lot of things in common and her and I we met up for the first time I want to say like six or seven months later she came out in my area and she does not live in my area she lives on the east coast but she was going to school down in southern california and she came up to visit and it was so much fun. It was our first time meeting and it was just so exciting. We spent the whole weekend together and it was such a blast. And I dropped her off at the airport like on her last day there. And it was like, this is just so great. Like our friendship just blossomed so much from there. Like internet friends are really, really hit or miss. It can very, very easily turn into a in real life do everything friend or it can just kind of remain an internet friend and I'm super grateful she turned into like a do everything friend because I love her she supports everything and everyone in my life and it's just so fun because we come from 
two completely different states. We're literally from opposite sides of the country. And it's just so fun because whenever I talk to her about life, we had a really big thing going on for a while of doing weekly updates with each other. Like, how can I pray for you? How are you this week? Like, what's going on? And we made a really big point of doing that through the pandemic, just making sure that we were really showing up for each other because we are so far away. And um, now with life just being so busy, it's kind of hard to upkeep stuff like that because things get busy and we have work and responsibilities. And so, but it is really nice having internet friends that can turn into real life friends. I love it and I cherish it. Like this is somebody that is in my close circle and I just love it. This is your sign to reach out to your internet friends. So our next topic is workplace friends. And I feel like I have made so many friends through my workplace and acquaintances. And I think it's so funny because just the jobs I've worked. So my first job, I worked at a trampoline park in high school. And I'm trying to think of who I still talk to from there. I wouldn't say I'm like best friends with anybody there, but people I worked with at this trampoline park did work with me in future places, which I think is so funny. But also then again, like small town things. So I remember in high school, I used to go to like, we'd have Christmas parties. We'd have like all these things. Like you can make friends that way. But I literally through work, like go to the work parties. Okay. I know they were usually lame, like, but just go, you know, you're going to have something to talk about. It's, it's fun. I think they're fun. Um, then I worked at Nike. I loved working at Nike. I'm literally wearing Nike right now on my, my pants. Anyways. And I worked at Nike and I really loved the group of friends I had there because this was like right when I got out of high school. These people were just out of high school or like older. There was like people with kids and there was like me, 18. Then there was like people in college. It was just a nice demographic of people. And um had lots of like parties with them, would run into them at like little parties, shindigs, all that stuff. And I was like, oh, these are my Nike friends. I like this. And then I started working at Dutch Bros. And um, I made so many friends at this job because I was there for almost three years. And these are super, like still people I hang out with to this day. I see on occasion. Like the nice thing about work friends is like it can stay strictly just work friends or it can progress into a do everything friend, a social activity friend. Like it just stems out. And I love that about that. Like later today, I'm going to a Halloween party with my old coworkers. I, the easiest place to make friends, honestly, you all have one thing in common and that is your job. Okay. Literally. And then you can just stem from there. Oh, you also like going to country, like, um, concerts. Like let's go to the Luke Bryan one next weekend. Like I have like three extra tickets. Like it's, it's that easy. It's literally that easy. I feel like workplace I feel like workplace friends and school friends are kind of on the same level. Mm. So I have friends that I have made in work, but I also have friends that I've made like in college. And I feel like it's similar settings just because 
some people go to school, some people don't go to school and you're at those same places in life. So that's why I feel like they kind of connect essentially. But I like having friends like that too, because it's always very uncommon people where you wouldn't have met them if you were not in this position. But when you become friends with this person, you're like, I'm so grateful for this opportunity that we were given to become friends because this is amazing and we love it. And it's always like, there's like one thing in common, like a couple things in common and everything else is just opposite. So it's like, you have like a really outgoing person with like a really introverted person. And it's like this balance. And I feel like that's always what happens in workplace friends, friends that go outside of the workplace. And that's a hard thing to do as well. Because a lot of the times, at least for me that I've noticed is most people that I worked with were a lot older than me. And it would be really weird to just be hanging out with people like my parents' age, like befriending them and just hanging out. And at least when I was younger, now it's not that weird. And it's okay because I actually do have like friends that are older than me, like significantly older than me. And I do go see them and I go out of town with them and it's fun and it's a good time. But when I was like a teenager, it's odd, you know, but I think it's, it's a really special type of bond because you guys bond in a very familiar area. You're both very comfortable in that environment and it just makes it easy to kind of talk about whatever, whenever. And so if you're able to have friendships that you are able to take out of the work environment and take into a like social setting, into an activity, it's really nice. And it's really fun because now when you see them at work, you can fill them in on that much more stuff. Because we all know we love telling our our coworkers stuff that's going on and you have certain coworkers that you love to like tell your business to and when they actually know what's going on in your life and they're actually around the environments that you're around, it just makes it that much easier and it makes it that much more fulfilling to be able to talk with them because they get it. They get it that much more and they see you. That's just kind of my my two cents. Our last friendships are our do-everything friends. And these are your best friends. These are your ride-or-dies. These are your really close friends. Like, these are the girls that are, like, or boys. And, like, you can do anything with. Like, Lily is my do-everything friend because she's the one I go thrifting with. She's the one I'm going to go coffee shops with. She's the one I'm trying out new activities with. She's the one I'm hiking with. She is the one I'm internet friends with because, like, we – do not stop commenting on each other's stupid posts. Literally never. Does not exist. The minute I'm posting and I see she posts something, like, I'm screaming, I'm obsessed with you. Literally. I She is the everything friend. So, yeah. That's, like, the prime example. Like, that's your best friend. Like, you're like, oh, I'm doing this? Let me call Lily. Oh, I'm doing this? Let me call Lily. Oh, I'm, like, literally cleaning my apartment right now. Let me call Lily. This is your everything friend, okay? This is a friend you never get tired of. I'm crying. <laughs> this is the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Shut up. No. You shut up. No, you shut up. I was not going there. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tess. Um, it's so funny. I sent Tessa an audio the other day. And she was like, 
Oh, perfect. I'm cleaning up the cat litter box. Now I have something to listen to. Literally. <laughs> like, when we say we are everything friends, we are everything friends. So then they do not stop talking for more than like 20 minutes a day. No. Like unless we're sleeping or too preoccupied with Literally. the job. Yes. We're talking. Very much so. Stay mad about it. I love you for that. I'm on the verge of tears. Stop. Stop. Keep shut doing up. More. Literally shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Literally shut up. I can't. <sighs> okay. Your turn. <clears throat> if you couldn't tell, Tessa is not the mushy one in our friendship. I'm such a softy. No shame about it whatsoever. I love my people and I'm very open about it. And they know it. But my friends don't always know how to reciprocate it and that's okay and that's why tessa and i every time we say something to each other we're like stop right now i i mean i even do it with her because i'm like this is so weird stop it like i don't hug my friends like none of that like that's weird but at the same time it's like i love my friends and they know that i love them but at the same time saying that you're like ugh. <laughs> Tessa is so funny but your do everything friends these are the people in your close inner circle like if you were to get married and you were to have a wedding and a wedding party these are your bridesmaids these are the people that are visiting you if something happened and you were in the hospital these are the people that are going to bat for you in the blink of an eye no questions asked these are the people that you can depend on no matter what it is, where it is, what time of the day it is, no matter if life has happened, you are in a disagreement, whatever it is. These are also your friends that you very rarely get into disagreements with. I do not get into disagreements with my do everything close circle friends. I literally never fight with them. I have nothing that ever happens that I would have an argument with them. Nothing ever, really ever at all. And I think that that's such a true testament to those types of friendships because you value them so, so much. And you put so much effort and time into them to make them so stable and secure that nothing can be thrown in its way to mess it up. And a do-everything friend covers every category. You can be social and go out with them. You are an internet friend. You pipe them up on the internet. You go do activities with them. You try new things with them. You can have them come visit you at work if your work allows it. You can work with them if your work allows it. And so it's like there are so many things that you can do with your everything friends, like your closest, closest friends. They are people that are like family. And it's such like a heartwarming thing to have friendships like that. Tessa and I have been friends since we were in elementary school. And it's like one of the friendships that I hold so like near and dear to my heart, like one of the friendships that is literally never going to go away. And that is a, that is a do everything person. Like just hands down. Tessa's literally on mute right now because if she wasn't she'd be like, stop it right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, these are, these are your friends, you know, you gotta love them. 
If I get mushy, Tessa cries. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's enough sauce. <laughs> so one hard part about relationships and friendships is that sometimes you're going to have to have a little breakup with these friends. And there's multiple ways to go about it. But my favorite two ways to go about it is one is the slow, slow, like, just stop hanging out, stop responding type of way. Like, you're not ghosting, but it's almost ghosting because, like, you still have them on social media. You still respond to them, but it's just, like, I'm not going out of my way to text you. You're going to stop going out of your way to text me. You're no longer asking to hang out, all these things. And it's just, like, a slow, you know how, like, love is a slow burn, quote-unquote? It's like, this is a slow, when the candle, you know, the candle's lit, and then it's all the way done, and then it just, and it's done, the candle's like blown out, it just dies, there's nothing else to burn anymore. That's one of those friendships. So you can just let it slowly die off. That's my favorite way. No feelings are really hurt, because it's just like, at the end of the day, like, you guys both aren't reaching out to each other anymore, like, you both have come to an understanding that, like, this isn't what it used to be. Um, I usually do this when it comes to like friendships where I'm like, I just know I can't have those conversations because that person is not mature enough, um, which is unfortunate. And I try not to let myself around those people, but you know, people are really good at hiding their true selves. Um, and the second example is just having that conversation, which is really hard. I get it. Confrontation is scary. Just being like, Hey, I just don't feel like we're connecting like we used to anymore. I don't think we have the same things in common. Like you're going this way in life and like I'm going this way. And it's just our paths may cross again. Like, am I still going to wish you a happy birthday and like wish you the best and stuff? Absolutely. But I just don't feel like we're meeting each other's needs. And this sucks to say, but like, do not be friends with people that aren't like helping you in any way. Like if they're not adding value to your life, they are not worth your time. because. I hate hanging out with friends where it's like, I'm done hanging out with them and I'm like, I'm so fucking exhausted. Like, I want to go home. I want to sleep. No one texts me for the rest of the day. And they just soul suck you like a leech. That is not adding value to you. No, I'm not saying like, oh, well, Susie has a 40% off employee discount at Pink. So that's why we're friends. No, that's so rude. And that's, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Like value as in like, does this person reciprocate the same energy that you do when it comes to being their friend? That's what I want to know. Just make sure this person is giving you something. Um, whether that's physically, emotionally, just any, like just making sure they're giving you some sort of value. Don't be friends with people that are just superficial. Like I know that's kind of counterintuitive to what I said earlier about like these going out friends, but they're giving you something. They're giving you experiences. They're giving you memories. They're giving you like a good night, all these things. But when it comes to friends that can't even offer you that, like I said, you are miserable when you're hanging out with them. Just cut it off. It's not worth it. I have said this for years and I will continue to say it. You cannot pour from an empty cup and the people in your life should be pouring into that cup if you are pouring into them. So if your friendships are not pouring into you, that is not healthy. You should be wanting to grow your friendships. 
you should care enough about your friendships and your relationships to want to put in effort when not only when it's just convenient for you. And that is a really big thing that I've noticed for years and years and years in my life is that I have met people and befriended people that just wanted to be friends when it was convenient for them or it looked good for them or they needed something. And if I was going through something or I had something exciting happening, they were nowhere around. They didn't care. They didn't want to show support. They didn't want to spend time with me. And it was very apparent because they would only ever talk to me when they needed something or they wanted it to look good that they had friends. And that's not okay. That's not healthy. And quite honestly, that is really bad to do to your own self. Most importantly, like that is just not having an honest conversation with yourself. And we have to have these honest conversations with ourselves. We are getting older. We are not, you know, we don't need to put ourselves in these situations anymore. And we don't need to surround ourselves with people that make us feel bad. If I leave a situation hanging out with somebody and I don't feel relieved, I don't feel like my mind is at peace. I don't feel that I'm excited to talk with them again. I don't feel like I'm already thinking of, okay, what can we do next time we hang out? What can I do for them? They told me, they shared something with me. How can I show up for them? If these are not the thoughts that I'm thinking and my mind is automatically going into, I feel drained. I feel like I have nothing left to give because it just, I poured everything and nothing got poured back in. It's not fulfilling that that is not a friendship that is being equally contributed to and we are all adults we get busy but your friendships should be as equally as important to you as the next relationship in your life if you genuinely care about them it should not just be when there's a problem in your relationship with your girlfriend or your boyfriend that you want to talk to your friends you should be able to talk to your friends at any time because you care about them. Like Tessa is in a thriving, healthy, happy, beautiful, perfect relationship. We talk 24-7. And I am not exaggerating when I say 24-7. Uh, if we are not talking, I'm with her and Andrew. We're always together. It's like we're like conjoined at the hip. Like Tessa and I are always together. and. That is a recipe for like a healthy friendship. You don't have to see them all the time. If it's not, you don't have to. That is not what I'm saying. Just because you're you're not seeing each other all the time that you don't have a good friendship. But because we're able to talk so much and I'm able to hang out with her and her boyfriend. And it's not weird. It's not uncomfortable. But Tessa and her boyfriend also don't really have any hardships. And if they did... I genuinely would not notice a difference in the way that Tessa treats me and my friendship because she is always putting in effort. She is always showing up for me. She is always doing whatever she can for me. And I'm doing the same thing for her. And that is what makes a healthy friendship is because there's always an equal contribution to it, not just because one of us needs something more. But also, 
on that note, this is just like a little added information. If you have a friend that is going through something and they are open and honest and communicative with you that, hey, I'm going through something, I'm struggling with it. More times than not, they are not looking for advice. They just simply want to have a friend to hear them and somebody to then be like, okay, let's go do something. Like, let's go sit on the couch and let's go watch some TV. Do you want to go out and grab lunch? Let's go grab lunch. They want to be able to have a safe person that they can talk to about how they feel. And then from there, they can have their friend to go spend time with. They just want a solid friendship. That is it. People go through things. We are adults. It happens. But if you shame your friends for going through something, When they are equally contributing to the friendship and they are equally showing up for you. But also when they're going through something, they are asking for your support. You cannot be mad at them because they need support and they don't know what to do. That is not fair. Because again, nine times out of ten, most people just want to be heard. They don't want the advice. And if you're giving them advice... And they're not taking it and you're getting upset and offended by it. I'm so sorry. They did not ask for it. And they quite frankly don't want it. If they wanted it, they would ask. But they just wanted to vent and get it off of their chest. And they'd be like, okay, I feel better. Thank you for listening. How can I help you? Do you need anything? Is there anything I can do for you? Great. Let me help you. Also, would you like to go do this over lunch? That way we can both feel better. If they are equally contributing, you cannot be mad at them for dealing with a life struggle. But if they are not and are only showing up when it's convenient for themselves, that's then when it falls into the toxic category. And I will end it with that. Well, that was our How to Make Friends in Your 20s episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it was very insightful to you guys. Um, And if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out on our socials. Um, and Lily, go ahead and tell us where you can find us. You can find us. Jesus, loud. You can find us on Instagram. It is at Grow Your Own Way Podcast. You can find us through the Spotify app and the Apple Podcast app if you would like to leave us a review or ask questions. We also have an email address if anybody would ever like to write in with any comments, concerns, questions, advice, whatever it may be, or just simply to get something off your chest. We have an email. It is growyourownwaypodcast at gmail.com. So it is the same as our Instagram at just gmail.com. If you ever would like to reach out, we will be responsive and attentive. And if there was ever a situation where you were looking for advice and we're looking for us to respond to it via the podcast, it will always 100% remain anonymous. It will never be spoken about who it was, exactly what it was, but we are here for you guys. And we hope that you feel comforted and safe in this space and that you know that This is a welcoming space for anyone and everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.